0: House. Brand isn't something you earn, it's something you live up to. You think you deserved it when I gave it to you? Look at you now. A boy okay? Boy's fine. You okay? I almost lost him.
1: Well, it's hard to measure almost,
0: because almost doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, isn't that wise? Who told you that? You did, sir. To pod clubhouse coverage of Yellowstone season one. This is episode four. We're talking about the long black train. So Sheila, it's good to finally talk to you again. This was a really like I said, it's a long episode but it's not in terms of time but it's long because a lot happened.
1: I was noting that this one felt really busy. Yes. I, and eventually this does get kind of resolved as the show kind of quote unquote grows up a little bit more but there was just so much to pack into this episode. It was just there's Dead bodies and Casey's involvement on the reservation. And then there was like the fallout, literally, in the cleanup from the the suicide. Mm -hmm. There's a cancer diagnosis. Right. There's a bunkhouse. Shenanigans and Beth and Dan Jenkins are like on the verge of of having sex. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot to keep track of. And
0: was this all in one day? Because it was was a busy day. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like if that's a Dutton day, I'm gonna pass. (laughs) But I guess if that's my biggest complaint about this (laughs) show—that it's too busy—I guess that's a good thing.
0: There's a lot of good stuff happening in terms of drama and plot. I just thought that there was just
1: like some big story points that got that got kind of glossed over and we'll talk a little bit more about when we get to it but like when my husband and i watched this because he's into it now there was this mention quickly of john's cancer diagnosis and i was like it came back later when one of the ranchers was talking to him i was like wait what happened like you have to be paying like massively close attention like it just i don't feel like it was given the due in the scene that it needed for like people to really understand because it literally came out of nowhere
0: Uh, we don't even know who those two guys were that were talking about it really so it's like wait what did they just say like
1: yeah they were just like visiting the ranch and they're talking about like his son taking two feet out of his colon and and later on it was just like but it wasn't clear who they were talking about until later and then like john and has a cute little story about it but it was just like wait what 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 just (laughs) right rewind So that's what I mean, like, when I say that it's busy and there was a lot going on, because, like, your head is still swirling from so much that's happening, you're just like, wait a second, I, I missed something. And literally, we did miss something, so we had to go back and watch again.
0: And we didn't even see Jamie, so we didn't even get any further in his storyline. <laughs> At least we didn't have something else crazy happen with yeah, him. Yeah, no, no more
1: beatings, you know, maybe he's putting, maybe he's just keeping the ice on his, uh, his fresh
0: wound <laughs> from Beth. Aw, probably so. Licking his wounds in the corner. His- hiding out for a little bit.
1: And I guess, you know, it makes sense. Like, there's only 10 episodes in Mm a season, so you do have to kind of push the story along, but this was just jam-packed.
0: A lot of storylines, and some of them, like, secondary. So, I think we should dive in. I guess what's really interesting was Rainwater and these developers finding the bones. So,
1: that's actually how we ended the last episode and how this one started. So, yeah, good place for us to start. Do you think that he... Thought that the bodies that were found were Native American.
0: I didn't get that feeling. Maybe since they were buried on the reservation, he could assume that.
1: The reason I ask is because I, I was just picking up on some of his body language. He just seemed very angry. He just seemed very—I don't know if distraught is the word—but he was definitely like disturbed. Disturbed, yeah. Because yeah. you know, he he cracks the bone open and Ugh. makes the guy smell <laughs> the, the fresh bone marrow, and he's retching. So that's what just made me think, like maybe he was like you know this is just another one of those instances where like the white man comes here and you know does their thing to us and then also the energy company is probably irritating the hell out of him because they just want to keep you know moving to their schedule They're like well we got to get this drill in the ground and whatever like, this else. is
0: violating our lease agreement. Right. Especially when he
1: says to bend, you know like how far do you want the cordon he says you know off to the horizon he wants to, to uncover the secrets that are there.
0: Yeah I mean he's definitely I would say pissed off or disturbed or whatever like he's most- motivated to figure this out. I mean, he's kind of like, screw your timeline. Like, this is more important.
1: Yeah, and I just like the whole, like, transaction between him and the uh, the developer saying, well, if you thought that these were old relics, they would have been on eBay. Yeah. Who is the twisted who's out there on eBay right now going, I'm gonna, like, Google some, you know, old Indian bones. Right. And buying them. Put that in my house on display. If you are one of these people, I would like to, to know a little bit more about your psyche. No,
0: you really wouldn't. <laughs> From a distance. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter, people. <laughs> That's funny, girl. From be a distance. Careful what you ask for? <laughs> exactly.
1: From let's let's clarify. From a distance, I do not want to be up close and personal with your collection. I just want to know a little bit about the psyche. <laughs>
0: So that leads rainwater to do some digging. D- do you mean literally or figuratively? Yeah, no, I mean figuratively. <laughs> How he sort of lands on Casey, but like we said last time, I believe Casey seems to be involved in a lot of weird shit. So yeah. Well, they pulled those bullets. They pulled the bullets out uh, of, that's right, the, of um, the bones. Out yeah. of the bones.
1: Also indicating that it was fresher than the energy company was alleging. They were able to do a matchup. I'm assuming to to Casey.
0: I really like how Rainwater is, like, talking to Monica and sort of describing that, like, these, like, seemingly random acts of violence aren't so random are they like and he compares them to a spider like you can see the web and you get you're not sure how it all fits together but you know there's something behind it I thought that was a really good analogy I guess or an interesting way to
1: frame it the spider web analogy to me initially it felt very elaborate but thinking more about it like knowing that there's a big spider sort of behind it I feel like it's a bigger analogy for like the duttons right you know like the reach of them and you, you know not everything is what it seems and we, we can make you disappear like a spider can make the bug disappear you know there was there was a lot more behind it than just you know obviously just talking about Casey I think right he was going out of his way to almost intimidate Monica but trying to seem pleasant at the same time
0: <laughs> yeah I mean he's not accusing him straight up or you know but he's letting her know that he's sort of putting the pieces together but she doesn't know like she doesn't know anything so I'm sure that's like really scary for her right because she's been kept in the
1: dark this whole time about really what's been happening so she only knows snippets you know something bad went down but you know she doesn't actually
0: know much more than that i was curious about how casey ended up arrested it's but since so you said the thing about the bullet so that was enough to arrest him at the end
1: yeah i'm assuming that they were able to do some ballistics match up to because you know okay. they can figure out the type of gun even though the bodies were burned there's the bullet looked very intact and i don't yeah. know what the the threshold is for for bullets but um they were able to yeah sorry i didn't google that <laughs> <laughs> i google everything else but i was just like oh, no but i'm sure that they were able to do enough of a ballistics matchup to say that this is the gun that he has and now we've already known that they've, they have they know what kind of gun he has. So yeah. I'm sure they were just able to put two and two together. And there's probably not that many people that have that gun on the reservation. But there's plenty of guns on the reservation from what we've already seen. But somehow they were able to narrow it down to him.
0: But didn't he switch slides with the officer? But I guess
1: they didn't examine that part enough. But but we know that Ben, the sheriff, right, the reservation sheriff, and Casey carried the same gun. So we, we know it wasn't Sheriff Ben. So there, therefore it has to be casey
0: hmm. this could be trouble
1: or they could have just been like it's convenient enough and he's already caused us enough trouble let's just point that finger that way and take care of that problem and also if they if they wanted to go that route then that would also rattle john's cage which we already know that rainwater wants to do right yeah. and he's already sort of lost the battle with the cattle the cattle battle <laughs> <laughs> I love how he said the battle with the cat. So he, he's probably going to want to save face. So if he could like rub John's nose in the dirt, just a little bit further why not all right. they need is probable cause yeah that's true you know they don't have to have a locked and sealed case to arrest him they just have to have enough to go on to to arrest him
0: that's sad though made me sad what oh that whole
1: entire scene where he's getting arrested i was just like i was on the verge i was on the verge of like some some tears brooming because
0: monica's, like, the way monica's like looking at him like oh
1: and she's like i love you and then she's holding tate who's asleep so just to make sure that he doesn't wake up to see that like ugh, i can't even imagine all, all that she's feeling, because she doesn't know much about what's going on about what's caused this he just keeps disappearing for these long periods of time and Tate came home with a rattlesnake and they don't know why (laughs) (laughs) but and nobody's saying anything and even Tate doesn't know he just knows that something happened off yonder but knows enough not to ask about it so yeah so she's literally in the blind here not knowing
0: I thought it was interesting that she told Casey we're running out of places to hide when I didn't really realize that they were hiding that much like what else are they hiding from? Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Does she just mean the fact that like she's sort of picking up on all these mysterious things Like, like Rainwater was saying like something's going on and they all seem to be tied to Casey? Like maybe that's sort of what she meant by that but I thought that was a weird comment for her to make and it just stuck with me that she said we're running out of places to hide so I was like okay like where have you been hiding before or like what does that mean
1: that's interesting because I wasn't picking up on anything else that was maybe illicit I don't know he, he just seemed to be a horse trainer so that's not illegal in any way shape or form she's a school teacher so yeah
0: and didn't we say that he just got back from war or the army or whatever so I don't know I just kind of thought that was an interesting comment from her what was really worse to watch for monica was the aftermath of her sister-in-law's suicide could you not just
1: smell what was going on in the room when she was cutting up that square of carpet no i
0: couldn't because i have no idea what that would smell like like never Uh, no what really bothered me was or in my head i thought okay why is Casey not doing this, and Monica giving the kids a bath. Like, why is she in there doing this? I was like, no. I'm sure maybe she just said, you know, like, let me be alone. I'll do it. But, like,
1: ugh. And then, like, the kids sitting in the bath all crying. I'm just like.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh,
1: that was just so heartbreaking.
0: I was like, the babies even though they're not babies but no, like, but yes exactly they are. <laughs>
1: they're babies in that moment in time yes
0: it also was sort of gut wrenching what she was saying about the sister in law making herself a sacrifice instead of it it's not a suicide it's a sacrifice which was pretty like terrible to think about but also like as a mom what, what lengths would you go to for your kid you know like I think most moms would do some pretty crazy stuff for their kids like to protect them to
1: but somehow suicide is
0: way at the end. Right. Like, I would be doing 1,300
1: other things before that would be an option for me. Yeah, I I mean, that whole statement, that whole conversation was with that being a sacrifice, not a suicide, was just so gut-wrenching and just, just horrible to watch, horrible to think about. And just knowing what had just happened, the kids are in the bath, they're getting cleaned up because they have to clean the house and they don't want the kids to see what's going on like oh my god but to have like no job to now have no income i don't know i'm like at a loss because like how is that you're out how is that your decision that this is the best thing right for your kids
0: grandma and grandpa are great but i mean it's like is there no government assistance? is there no church assistance is there no like anything you could do
1: I would be tapping on every single person's door be like, can you, can you watch my kids? I gotta go work. Can you watch my kids? Yeah. You know, and and I have personal stories as well. Like my, my mom was a single mom when I would turn seven years old. She started working nights in an emergency room. She's a nurse, but she started working nights. So this way she could be home with us to drop us to school and pick us up from school and do homework. She would sleep in those few hours while we were at school during the day she would pay a lady from our church that she knew to come in and basically sleep, you know? So that's, it, it's, but it's a sacrifice, right? Yeah. That's a sacrifice, but she yeah. can commit suicide to do the sacrifice. She sacrificed that she would only get four hours of sleep for like months and months yes. on end.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But there's, there's other things that could have been done, but I, I mean, I guess when you live in such hopeless circumstances and Monica touches on that, that this was the purpose of a reservation, that it won't be long until there's no one left.
0: And to say, too, that losing your husband and, and like, the depression or the emotions from that, like, is a strong thing. Yeah, we're not diminishing that at all. Right. Like, she could have been in a in a like crisis mental state or whatever so clearly that decision was made hastily i think or or just maybe not made in full conscious she
1: wasn't thinking on like firing on all cylinders basically when she was thinking about this i'm sure like
0: dealing with depression or emotion or fear or anxiety or so many different things could have been a factor
1: right and then also having access to firearms when you're in a state like that is just not good but But i mean this is also another reason why this show is so great because it it Puts these issues front and center. Yeah, that you can't ignore them. You have to think about them. You know, we're spending a great deal of time here talking about it because the show is good for that. Because we don't see this side of society really portrayed in mainstream media. So highlighting this, you know, talking about like this is the point of reservation, so that there would be nobody left. You know, this is these are some big issues that our country right. has. You know, a conscience about it and has to still grapple with sometimes it gets forgotten so even bringing up suicide and prevent like suicide i was surprised that there wasn't like a suicide prevention title card at the end
0: right maybe there was on live tv but i watched it on amazon prime
1: i watched it on peacock and there wasn't one
0: it was just so sad
1: because then now knowing that the kids are going to get shipped off to washington state and monica's smart like she says to casey like i need you to bring tate away Because Mm -hmm. he's gonna ask questions that I don't know how to answer. So they're giving, like Tate, this little, little kid, such respect, knowing that he's gonna ask questions that they're just like, I'm not equipped to handle that right now. So it's just better if he doesn't, if he's just not here. So I thought that that was a really nice nod to them as parents as well.
0: Yeah, protecting him and having to having the right circumstance to discuss that later
1: and when the emotion of that moment has also settled so I, I think yeah. that was smart on Monica's part I'm sure like she's sending him with Casey to, to John basically very begrudgingly because <laughs> she's definitely not enjoying this presence in Tate's life and Casey's life <laughs>
0: right speaking of John they John and Tate seem to have quite the adventure how cold is that river oh my gosh I was freezing. Watch so it. I was I'm like, trying oh to God. figure.
1: So like, if last episode, the one we talked about before, was the, the mom's anniversary. We know that's the end of March. March.
0: So they're still on, like coming up on summer, but yeah, they're still in. Sp- they're spring they're not even spring, well, yeah, they're bare well into to spring. me, I say coming into summer because in Texas, like April is really hot, so I guess that's not true <laughs> or in other parts of the United States, <laughs> my uh viewpoint on summer is skewed,
1: yeah, like i I'm in the northeast, so
0: like i'm I'm more You're like skewed. summer <laughs> like summer, summer's June, like the yeah. end of June, <laughs> uh, summer starts in April, I'm like it's hot, <laughs> like put your sweaters away, you only need them for one month. <laughs> Like, I'm serious.
1: I took my my winter clothes out. What month are we in? This is October. I took them out like, maybe the third or second week of September. No. And we just left a small amount of, like, short sleeve shirt. All the shorts went away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wore a tank top, like, yesterday. <laughs> like, out and about.
1: Yeah, no. In the autumn, it's winter in the morning. It's yes. you know, spring in the afternoon and by the time he gets out of school it's summertime and then it goes back to
0: winter time. That's how we are until like January. So from now until January it's like like you want a jacket on in the morning. Yeah. But then don't wear long sleeves because you want the – like so. Yeah, you got like a layer tank up. Top. Yeah. <laughs> I wore a tank top and then brought a sweater cuz I was like it's hot but like cool so anyway so they go to the river yeah. which seemed to be really far away
1: it did seem far away <laughs> i mean but again there are ranches the side of rhode island so i mean they could trek for a day and a half and not reach the other
0: side yeah so they have time to go to the river i love how he's teaching him to build a fire yeah so
1: cute so i get the feeling that john Dutton never did this with his
0: kids yeah for sure
1: But I am going to say that that this kid, Tate, gets into more trouble in just these first few episodes Uh than I think I did my entire childhood.
0: (laughs) Well, he's related to Casey, and Casey's been getting in a lot of trouble, so. (laughs) Runs in the family. But yeah, you're right. He's just like, is he accident prone or just trouble prone?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just think it's one of these, like, he's in the right time and the right place for trouble to find him. He just, he takes a plunge in the raging river.
0: (laughs) The raging river of death.
1: So th- then, like, my mind goes to, like, the geography of the region. I'm like, where does that river go? Because, like, in Yellowstone, like, it's right up against the National Park, there's the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone.
0: Oh. They have
1: two of them. They have, like, an upper falls and a lower falls. And it's... Really? Enormous. Oh, my
0: gosh. Enormous.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, like, what if John doesn't catch him? Like, does he... <laughs> of course he's going to catch him.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, like, that's what I went to, so... But we got a little news about John that's going to complicate what's about to happen. So I'm going to back this up a little bit. Okay. So John rescues Tate. Yay! Yay. But yeah, the kid's freezing and like tips over and John's all freaking out. Um, (laughs) Gets the fire started, right? We see John has a big scar, Mm -hmm. right? And he tells him that it's... uh, it was cute how he played it off that he got into a sword fight with a goblin. Yes. I'm gonna pause on the t- John Tate conversation, if you don't mind. Okay. This was one of my biggest problems with this episode. Because that okay, because that's when my husband and I was paused and we're like, wait, what did he like, where did that come from? And we went back, and way back in the beginning of the episode, when John is trying to he's still trying to tame the horse. Yeah, he's like, that on top Casey and, right. he, and he falls off. Right, the horse. And there's, there's these two like old timers watching, and they talk about one of them says to the other one that he has colon cancer and that his son just like took out like a two foot section of his bowel. A week ago. Never mind the HIPAA violations, right? Like, I work in healthcare, so, you know, never mind, like, the You're fact like, that, like, this guy's mind. son is telling his dad about John Dutton, who's, like, you know, Mr. Mayor of the of Montana, really. But it was such a quick conversation that it just, like, it, that. that's what annoyed me the most about this episode, that it was just, like, this huge groundbreaking news for not only the Dutton Ranch but the Livestock Commission and all of the other holdings that John has that the fight with Dan Jenkins you know could be impacted by this and it was just such a quick nothing conversation yeah it just it it irritated me but you're
0: uh, like that is so
1: there's my long-winded rant but what did you think about that like am I off on that
0: no I mean it was definitely glossed over I did pick up on them that conversation with the cowboys of him basically that he had cancer but i thought like okay a week ago he had surgery and he's on top of a bucking horse like i don't think so but that part seemed more unrealistic to me than small town gossip you know that happens people. i think
1: john being on a bucking horse a week after surgery is the most montana john dutton thing we could see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: But then they, like, come and question him in the barn, like, oh, you're our commissioner. Like, are you going to be around? Do we need to find somebody else? Like, we're concerned about longevity here. I thought that was funny. He basically told him to F off. I got this.
1: Then there was this conversation later with Tate after he's warming up, and it was just so sad and depressing. He's talking about, like, Tate growing up, and he's going to miss him, and...
0: He said, "I'm going to be an old wrinkly raisin." Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. I like seeing John and Tate, and I don't know. It's just a good like conversation that they have.
1: But I like that we're seeing more of John's personality because he's he's often just kind of stoic and given a look. So I like when we hear his perspective like these little tidbits of wisdom that he's sharing along it gives like I don't know it's giving us like insight into where his mind is right now it's on his cancer diagnosis right or his Mm -hmm. cancer treatment and I just feel like he's very contemplative about life his own mortality but he's he's convinced that he's got a while to go yet yeah when I think about that like I think about like the when he's by the fireplace later on when he's by himself yeah and he's upset he's upset and I, I think this is Like, a very symbolic step. Like, he's burning dollar bills in the fireplace, whatever fell out of his wallet. Yeah. And I feel like this was a symbolic step for him in his evolution. Like, he needs to focus on his family. Because if you remember last episode, when he's in the barn and Jimmy finds him and they're talking about the mother of the family dying. Yeah. And John was talking about like the heart of the family, you know, is dead, but it's just taking longer for his family to die. To die, yeah. I don't know. I feel like this might be like the show's way of saying like this is a shift in how John thinks.
0: I really identified with what he said about. I'm going to miss you. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm right here. But I mean, don't you look at your kids? And and then you, I get all these memories from them on Facebook, like when they were four and I thought they were big at four and now they're seven. And like, Oh, like I miss my
1: babies. Yeah. When they were so, like, I mean like mine's only seven. Like there was a memory on Facebook today. We went, I took him to his first comic con. He was five. Aww. and everybody's like you're crazy you're gonna bring your son to comic-con i'm like hell yeah he dressed up as spider-man i dressed up as wonder woman like those little moments you miss and then in a blink he's like off to second grade and like you know Mm -hmm. peace out mom like i can walk to school myself not walk to school but like he doesn't want me to walk with him to the door Um, so i have to leave him at the car at the street
0: (laughs) that's funny already (laughs) i'm always like do you know where to go they're like yes mom we know our kids are very like affectionate they want hugs and Mm -hmm. they just want to like constantly be on you or like hanging on you and yes always which is nice and then like also at the wrong moments so my husband and I were trying to have like a conversation about something that was like not kid approved in the kitchen and they kept coming in and we're like just he's like why like why are you hugging me and I'm like babe one day they're gonna like want nothing to do with you i just had this
1: conversation the other day with my husband too
0: i mean i get i get frustrated too sometimes i'm like just let me finish my sentence before you're like hanging on me but i was trying to remind him like I always want the hug and a kiss, whatever you're going to give me, because one day you're going to want nothing to I do I know, with I feel like I want to store them up. Okay, we are being, like, super sappy, sentimental, like, moms here. Like, we're going to be passing the tissues in a minute, but I feel like this is where John is at. He's missed out. Like, he definitely didn't do this with his kids.
1: Agree. And he's trying to make sure that he's going to be around for these moments with Tate. Yeah, this entire line with John is what I think I needed to see from him, because all I've seen so far is is gruff and tough. And I like what we're seeing from him. Like, there's this emotional well that he's tapping into that we just haven't seen yet.
0: Yeah, but this is, like, rare for him. I feel like he's the hard-ass, like, all the time. Like, yeah, that's why I
1: liked having yeah. this moment with him. It's like, okay, you are human. You There, there are chinks in the armor.
0: Like, <laughs> I'm still scared of him.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, I do not want to be on the wrong side of John Dutton because I do not want to end up at the train station. I, I think he's trying to save his family because again the last episode where we saw this like family implosion between Beth and Jamie and the anniversary and now Lee is gone and Casey's struggling there's been a lot of fireworks that have gone off yeah not just the the river that got moved but there's been a lot of bombs that have gone off in John's immediate circle some of these are are really earth-shattering like the loss of your child so I think he's trying to take a different approach because he doesn't want the family to die the way that, you know, he was uh, talking to Jimmy about the last episode.
0: Mom moment over.
1: Yes, exactly. All right. And we're going to move on to Beth next.
0: <laughs> the most unlike mom. Pers- she is pretty harsh in this episode. Unmatronly? Un- yes. Um- Unnurturing. Not, not, <laughs> maternal. not the un.
1: <laughs> are we making up a new word? Unmaternal? Yes.
0: <laughs> we are just rambling at this point. <laughs> Pointed it. Unmaternal maternal
1: <laughs> and someone's gonna comment be like the word is actually duh
0: this yeah <laughs> i love that she is like no i'm just here to make a scene like that's her whole purpose <laughs> for being at this like country club wherever they were she
1: oh she went like, to go meet dan right that's where she, yeah, went but to go... she well she
0: called for him like yeah. she showed up there and was like beckoning him like they're they're like she's like go get him and she's saying <laughs> All oh, the manager was like, uh, there's no smoking. He's like, I tried to tell her, but she, she just, I mean, she had a good point. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and they go around the room showing, like, the candle, the fireplace. Yeah. Like, you can't argue with this woman. Like, she is just not going to take it. She said, I'm going to stab you in the eye. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then she calls the bartender a tattletale. <laughs> <laughs> she is like a force. But, That's you know, awesome. some of the
1: early reviews, because I went looking at some of the early reviews, because we, we had happened now a different perspective of Beth, you and I from where we're picking up this podcast right? Or this season So, but some of the very early reviews of her was that she's unlikable, I don't understand her purpose here yeah you know like as horrid as she is in her behavior there is something so irresistible about her when she gets all fired up like with the whole smoking thing because you can't help but laugh because she does have a point yeah and just how she just cuts down the men around her yeah without mincing any of her words the whole thing about the miss versus ma'am thing you know she's she's got some logic and points
0: yeah she's smart but i feel like this episode we got her purpose yes her intent and i feel like the first time i watched season one like i sort of missed that in terms of me thinking about Beth, like, you're right. Like, sort of initially, you're thinking, like, what, like, why is she just so horrible? Like, she's mean to everybody. What is, yeah, what is her purpose? But I caught that this time when Rip ended up in the bar with her at the end. Yes. And that was really telling. Yeah. And she's just talking about how she's like making her enemy emotional. When you're emotional, you lose your rational thought. So I was like, ooh. I jotted down the
1: word that she said she says rip you want them emotional you want them angry the more they feel the less
0: they think exactly i mean so her whole purpose with this dan thing is just to like fuck him up yeah and i love too that she said i just wanted to prove to you that the west is not one like she just wanted to show him like you do not belong here (laughs)
1: Her strategy hes here to just toy with her food, you know, to distract him. Yes, it's Dan. a little...
0: It's a cat, like, playing with her toy, like, like patting him around this way and that way just to mess with his head.
1: And also just to show him he doesn't know exactly what he's dealing with when he's dealing
0: with the Duttons. Yeah.
1: Like, he thinks he's seen it all, and now she's just going to throw on another layer and be like, mm, you haven't seen anything <laughs> yet, honey.
0: She gets him, like... Punched twice in like, like two minutes. The throat <laughs> punch had me rolling because he's just like, <coughs> <laughs> <coughs> he's like, we he's trying to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so funny. She neatly packaged that to say, like, that the West is not one. We're still wild out here. And you think you got it, Mr. California man? No, you don't.
0: I loved it. And I'm so happy that I really saw that at the end when she was talking about, like, she's just messing with him. Like, to make him more emotional to throw off his like focus you know
1: yeah mess up his game because keep in mind he's we still haven't seen the fallout from the river being moved right he's just angry right now and he thinks he's gonna get somewhere with him and just
0: this was the scene too in the bar that i'm gonna do that tiktok voiceover thing (laughs) (laughs) she's like you can't talk to me like that but i'm gonna put we're gonna post it on the pod clubhouse website yes absolutely
1: I'll have to wait for season three for mine. Yes. yes.
0: I loved Beth in this episode and she was just like on a rampage. I loved it.
1: Cause again, you know, we were kind of critical of her the last time out when she was like sitting in the trough and yeah. you know, having her adult tantrum. But this, this episode was definitely much more of her role here.
0: Yeah. Her plan,
1: her plan and her strategy. So yeah. now we just know that this is what she's going to do. And now that she's laid it out, All of it makes so much more sense. Back to even when we first saw her in episode one, when she's like neatly laying out the um, the CEO of IL Energy, and she was trying to make him angry.
0: Yeah, for sure, tear him down.
1: Yeah, but she stays calm through it all. So she definitely knows what she's doing. So she's she's really
0: she's she's like just as scary as John is, though. Yeah, like but in in a different way. (laughs) Exactly, just
1: in a different way. She's much more savvy she she can articulate better what she's actually trying to do whereas he's more just like well i'm just going to do this and
0: yeah well she seems more vocal about it too like she wants to be that like smart ass and like tell you off or whatever and john just wants to like secretly like go behind your back and mess you up yeah
1: they're both calculating in their own ways but it's like it's it's fun to watch them be so different but yet get to the same ends yeah but i feel like she's probably right now the most successful because yeah. she's rattling she's rattling everybody right
0: now <laughs> she rattled jamie last time out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she rattled Dan this time out apparently if you're any man in her life she's just gonna get you beat up or she'll beat you up herself
1: <laughs> yeah so far rip is the only one that well she just verbally you know cuts yeah, him down she
0: verbally abused
1: him <laughs> he's getting some so really how bad could it be <laughs> right <laughs> That so rip is a good segue. So we have a lot to talk about with these ranch hands, these bunkhouse boys. Yes, yes. So I, I did. So when they're out in the very beginning, when they're out like searching, they're rounding up the cattle, right? That has been let out, and they have to from uh, from the cattle battle.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I just had to I work did, that back in. I didn't know that ranchers herded cattle with helicopters.
1: No, I can't say that I have much experience with that. But um, apparently, if you're John Dutton, you yeah, do
0: just get in a helicopter.
1: But uh, I did cackle at the uh, the shit for brains comment that Rip made about Jimmy when he fell off his horse. And the fact that John saw it was just like, oh, that's just doubly
0: bad. <laughs> doubly bad. You're
1: fine. I just feel bad for Jimmy. Like, he's just
0: been shit kicked around this
1: entire season. And
0: yeah, he's really suffering. <laughs>
1: yeah but lloyd lloyd steps up because you know lloyd now knows that he has got the brand and he tells him you know like you gotta get your hat and you know this is what a respectable cowboy does so i love these little like nuggets from lloyd i do too as well
0: i loved what lloyd told jimmy about like nobody's cut out for the for this it's cut into you and i was like ooh whoever would think to say something like that right yeah because it's literally cut into jimmy Because he remarked that you're even starting to walk
1: like a cowboy. Yeah. (laughs) And that makes sense. And if he's like, no one's cut out for this, cut into you. Like, that's a really good statement. But then Jimmy sees this little calf stranded in the thicket.
0: (laughs) You made me laugh.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, he was stranded. This poor little thing just bleeding his little heart out. Jimmy has a moment, though. Do you agree? Yeah, he's got a moment. He can make a choice, be like, I can leave this for to die. Or, (laughs) you know, or just take off and catch up. He just like survives and like rescues this little, this little dude.
0: Seriously, how did Jimmy pick up a cow on top of a horse? And my husband was like, it's just a baby cow. I'm like, but a baby cow must weigh, what, 200 pounds or more? Oh, I
1: don't even know. And, like, their legs don't bend the right way. You know, like, human babies are malleable, right? Like, think about trying to get your baby back into a car seat.
0: You know, they bend. Well, Jimmy can barely get on a horse. I don't see him how he can put a cow on a horse i just I was like immediately like you're come calling on, G- on this is what you're doing i am like there's no way you can pick up a cow and put it on a horse
1: maybe he just like shimmied it i don't know come on i don't know it's jimmy but that's maybe. a that's a very good point that you make it now i'm just like mm, yeah how did he do that i
0: love it i love these little things i'm like come on really yeah <laughs>
1: Exactly. It was so just cheering for Jimmy when he like rode up and they were they were berating him already. Be like oh nice of you to catch up. Yeah. But he's got the little calf and then he says the dumb thing. I wonder which one's its mom. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile there's a cow just like you know blaring at top volume. And then Rip has to be like I I wonder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I love Rip. He's like come on man. (laughs) But then
1: we get introduced to the someone going to the train station oh yeah so why do you think fred had to go the guy the guy who ended up going to the train station they make allusions that he knows too much
0: well if you've been around the dentons a while i guess you could sort of pick up on this person was here and now they're not we blew up we blew up a mountain to move a river yeah (laughs) like we don't know what they've been doing before episode one so right They've probably been up to other shenanigans. Apparently, going to the train station is a very bad idea. Yeah, you must opt for the bus station, people. If you get a choice, choose the bus station. I mean yeah so Rip like lays into Fred like you cannot touch anyone who has the brand but I thought the brand was a secret so how would they know we know that they know Jimmy has the brand but I mean before that like the precedent like he's like you can't touch anybody with the brand but I thought that that was like kind of a secret thing
1: so Lloyd has his own sort of regimen in the bunkhouse right so we learned this the last time out that he took off his shirt and they all saw this brand and it matched the one that Jimmy had so I don't think that the brand was a known thing I don't get that feeling um, at least not to the other people but I don't understand you know sort of rips anger with it like how are they supposed right, to know
0: Jimmy really needs to learn how to fight because yeah. that was kind of sad and then, was it Lloyd whips him in the face? Yeah. The, I was like, damn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it, it, it did feel a little gratuitous, this scene. But, Yeah, you know, it kind of went on. I appreciate that they need to, like, move the story and show how Jimmy's, you know, changing and reluctantly for the better, I guess. I, I don't know. He's kind of been up to some shady shit on the Dutton Ranch, too. Yeah. But it also shows, like, just, like, how tough this way of life is and how badass these guys are still to this day. I'm sure, like, if these guys got, like, the coronavirus, the coronavirus would apologize and be like, I'm so sorry, i
0: never do it <laughs> oh, again. I'm going to leave, sorry, yeah. let, let me just get out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I like how, you know, Rip's trying to teach Jimmy that, like, you have a place here, like, you need to stand up for your place here. Right. Yeah, like, you stop belong. stop apologizing. And yeah. Because even he, like, sort of took the blame for Fred, like, oh, I started it, I started it, don't, don't fight him i don't know i think rip's sort of trying to teach jimmy in his own way that like stand up and take your claim here and act
1: act like you belong yeah exactly and you belong is really what the message was yeah and this guy doesn't so i felt bad for fred i did i did feel (laughs) bad for fred when lloyd was driving him to the train station with air quotes
0: we did see the sign it said wyoming
1: i did i saw that definitely think there's less people in wyoming than probably any other state (laughs) But Lloyd knew exactly where he was going. I didn't see a ways. I didn't see a GPS. I see Lloyd, uh, Lloyd knew where he was going, so I he's have a feeling, been there before. I have a feeling the train station has been recipient of several passengers, yeah, over the years.
0: I thought it was like I don't know if graphic is the right word, but it was graphic I mean, when they showed him from the side. Yeah. he like kicked him off the cliff. Yeah, like, like he stood there for a second with a gunshot uh, in his head. Creepy.
1: But I mean, like, at what point did Fred realize that this was happening? I mean, like, Lloyd throws his stuff over the cliff and just. Like, wait what a yeah. train station I don't think he realized what was going on up until the very end
0: yeah and then he like drives off. <laughs>
1: yeah, why would you go to Wyoming
0: to go to a train station? You know. Yeah, I wonder how like I wonder how long they've been driving. I'd have been like, where are you taking me, man? This is really far out of the way.
1: I mean, it was like dead at night by the time they got there. I mean, it was yeah. pitch black, and you know they left. I mean, Rip was saying like, go get your supper to the other guys and give yeah. this man his week's wages. So you know, what five six o'clock? Yeah. Well, he's gonna go home, and the cow's gonna be you know need to be fed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't get any sleep last no night. No sleep for me. I guess I guess that's the brand, right? Doing what needs to be done. That's right. So, also, what's interesting is that when Rip told Johnny, he told him to go get someone else to replace him that would wear the brand and then he told him to go to prison and find somebody so do it the way my daddy did it yeah because i mean what else are you gonna do like where else are you gonna go
1: right well jimmy was into drugs so they they got him and branded him cleaned him up casey i'm curious about i mean we know that he's already done some criminal activities but like to have the brand and rip Rip, we've also seen some things as well so i'm curious as to know like how far that goes back Because now we know that John does not wear the brand. We saw that the last episode when uh, he was with the governor.
0: It still bothers me that Casey has the brand. Right. Your son
1: has the brand. Yeah.
0: That still just doesn't seem right. No definitely not.
1: So I got one more thing because for me, like the music always plays such a big part in this show. I love the music on the show. It's one of the more fabulous aspects of the show because each song, if you listen to the lyrics, relates in some way somehow to what's going on in the scene. And I think it's very intentional and I think it's important to highlight because it does take on its own life and its own role. So I found a Rolling Stone article from around this time when this came out in 2018. It's talking about the music and specifically about this episode where Whiskey Myers is the country rock band that's featured in the bar scene with Beth and Dan and then later on. and I Beth really and liked
0: that song as it was playing. Oh,
1: absolutely. The article is talking about how they just had an album dropping as the episode was coming out, like around around the same time. But also their cameo in this is this episode brought their previous two albums back into the top ten on iTunes. Wow. Like that's the reach of this show that that's it awesome. was able to do that. They also interviewed the music supervisor for Yellowstone. She took a a deep dive into Nashville to research the bands and artists and, and everyone that's out there in this genre to immerse herself to be able to make educated choices about the music. They wanted the the representation of the music to complement the show. Yeah. This, her name is Andrea Von Foster, the music supervisor. So she definitely scours the music world to find this, it's quote, it's a natural match between the show's storyline and the lyrics. Just about every episode has mentioned something about some song that's Playing yeah. at some point where we're just like, huh, that's a really great selection for this moment.
0: I've tried to find a playlist. Like, I found a Spotify playlist that said Yellowstone, and it just wasn't quite maybe all the same songs. Like, I didn't really get through it. So I was listening, and then I thought, well, I don't, I don't love that song. I'm like, next, and then, so I'm not sure that they really found the actual songs that were in the episodes. But it was like a Yellowstone-based
1: playlist, Yellowstone-inspired.
0: <laughs> I want to be that lady's assistant. I'll go with you to now ashville yeah. <laughs> i'll take that job
1: let's go to austin next that's another nice yes. hotbed of music activity and i would love that i wouldn't mind that at all
0: maybe we should start a list of these songs as we hear them because they are good
1: they are really good
0: oh we also needed to start our trivia list remember we were going to do like a trivia. what trivia questions do we have from this episode i guess we could say who's the first person we saw go to the train station where is the train station yes what state is the train station
1: Oh, what was the name of the band? Because they had their big logo behind them as they were playing. Whiskey Meyer for those. We're gonna make a Meyers, list.
0: <laughs> for those of you playing along at home. <laughs> well I can't wait to see what happens next episode. I know.
1: Well, next episode is, is halfway through season one, episode five. Actually I think episode, I think season one only has nine episodes really according to a peacock there's only nine it's going fast well we'll meet you back here next week all right i'll see you at the bunkhouse yeah <laughs> this is sheila this is stuff thanks for joining us if you could just head on over to apple podcasts to rate review and subscribe to this podcast giving us five stars would be greatly appreciated
0: thank you thanks talk to you soon